0: Welcome back to the Property Management Show. I'm your host, Marie Tepman from Four and Half Marketing Agency. Since 2012, we've been dedicating ourselves to helping property managers grow their businesses and get more owner leads through marketing. Whether you need help with a website, SEO, content, online reputation, paid ads, we've got you covered. Visit fourandhalf.com to ramp up your growth this year. That's F O U R A N D H A L F.com. Today, we have Marianne Hoffman and Andrew Dugo back on the show. They are the couple behind Hoffman Realty in Tampa, Florida. Welcome back, Andrew and Marianne. Thank you. Welcome back. It's really great to see your faces again. And so the last time we had you on the show, um, you were sharing a little bit about how you got started in the industry and how you work together as husband and wife. And during that discussion, you briefly mentioned how scary it was to have all your eggs in one basket during the Great Recession between 07 and 09. So I wanted to kind of spend time hashing that out a little bit, what your experience was like. And um, can you give us an overview of how that crisis affected your business? I've learned to be prepared. Um, Mm -hmm. Make sure you have extra money in the bank
1: because it's going to be tough for a while. You might be white knuckles, but the market always comes back you know it goes up this summer we had a wonderful summer we could rent houses like that prices were going up oh my gosh we were increasing the rentals values um and now it's adjusting it's coming back down so you've got to be prepared and know when it's really good it's not going to be good forever but also when it's really bad it's not going to be bad forever
2: so yeah it's uh, i remember back in 2005 we had this older couple and they were like in their mid 70s and they they had this portfolio of rental properties of you know, about a dozen rental properties that, that they were starting to become a chore for them to self manage and they came into our office and they were looking for a property manager and at that time 2005 you know everyone could see that the real estate market was potentially going to tank, right? So we're all wondering when it was going to happen. And as we we're sitting down with them talking, you know, they had been through three real estate recessions in their life. So we were. This is kind of like this podcast. We were talking to them about it, like, "What's going to happen?" You know, is this something we should be worried about? And they they said, "Look, yes, it it's going to be scary, but." You'll get through it and when the market will recover and it'll recover better and to to greater highs than it was even before, but you've got to be prepared. So make sure you know your financials and you're in good shape. So we went through our financials after that and I looked at, you know, we have a bunch of rentals ourselves and we're real estate investors. I looked at those numbers and it's like, you know, if, you know, we're looking good, but I don't know if you know, if rents drop, how it's going to look. So we, we, we sold three properties in that, in 2005, we sold three of our rentals and got the cash and we put it aside. And then we headed into the recession and it was a scary recession. And in 2008, the rents dropped 10%. And then they dropped another 10% in 2009 and another 10% in 2010. And, you know, that, the great thing about getting loans to buy real estate is uh, is uh, the leverage, right? It, mm-hmm. They increase your yields when things are going well. Your cash-on-cash cash return is much better when you get a loan. But the flip side of that is when things are going bad, you get negative leverage, and that can like sink you really quickly. And if we hadn't sold those three properties, we'd have probably gone under there. Mm-hmm. So that... Was the number one lesson we learned about a real estate recession is make sure you've got enough cash on hand that if your income drops, you can make it through. So,
0: how did you determine like which three properties to sell and why stop? We did alike.
2: <laughs> there was one we were going to move in. Oh, but-
1: there was one. We had just finished this gorgeous, drop dead, gorgeous house. Um, a couple of blocks north of where we live now, and it was very nice. And I'm a conservative person, so was Andrew. We went, we are not going to go out on a limb with this gorgeous house. We're going to sell it. So we sold that house that we were thinking of moving in, and um, you know we made a ton of money, and that made us through the the downturn. But it was hard doing that. You know, I had to give up my dream home. But I was like, no, it's more important that we pay our staff than me living in a nice house.
2: When the recession ended, we built our another dream home. So I did. So it was fun.
1: <laughs> New so now if one doesn't work, we'll just build another.
2: <laughs> so, but but the interesting thing about our experience there uh, with, with uh, the negative leverage and the rents dropping is that we saw that in our property management customers we had investors and and well, we had mainly investors at that time and a lot of those investors had the same thing happen to them and they started giving up on their homes the good thing if you're a realist if you are a, a property management company that does sales and and property management is we lost those property managers they became short sales so we got to sell them so we did lose a bunch of investors during the Great Recession. Uh,
1: Yeah, it was very tough for a lot of people.
2: But but the plus was, we got, all of a sudden, the accidental landlords started to appear. You know, they're Mm. the ones that never intended to be landlords and they're stocked with with some real estate. The prices have dropped and they can't sell it for what they've got in it. So they decide to rent it until the prices recover. We got a bunch of new business, some accidental landlords. So we lost investors, we grew the accidental landlord business, and we got some short sales out of it. So the nice thing about being in both property management and sales is it's kind of recession proof. When one goes up and the other goes, go, you know, go, one goes down, the other goes up.
0: Yeah. And knowing that you had the cash reserves as well to weather out any kind of stagnation in either case, and also like, you know, rents dropping alarmingly low right um prevents you from making kind of knee-jerk business decisions that you may regret like letting go of key staff you know out of fear and then like oh no now i have to train someone new and then our operations are broken yeah yeah good point
2: yeah that's that's the nice thing about small businesses is that they you know their employees are numbers right i mean we you know, we want to keep our staff. You know, if you're a large corporation, I've been in large corporations. When the economy slows, you're a number and you get let go, right?
0: That's how you got started in property management, Andrew, right?
2: That is correct. <laughs> yeah. remember it.
0: Yeah. And and so, um, you know, like you mentioned that as early as 2005, you kind of already started talking with some clients about like, you know, the market's going to drop. We don't know when. And so would you say outside of that, like you started preparing not just yourself, but your owner clients about an upcoming recession? And and how did you do that? Like education wise, and did you actually actively do stuff?
1: Um, It's very important to see yourself as an advisor. So we're an advisor to our owners. We have to let them know what's going on in the market and advise them. Even now, um, there's an airplane.
2: Yeah. It's a military jet going over.
1: So, well, that's our military at work. Uh, so even now, I, I'm telling people, telling my owners, be careful using cops from this summer. They're not accurate anymore. You know, you go back 180 days and you're using summer cops. No, those aren't accurate. And the people that listen to me, uh, you know, is very good, but we've lost recently two managements because they didn't listen. They're like, no, this summer, this one went for 3000 a month. I want 3000 And I tell them, well, this summer was a totally different market. market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so most of the owners will listen to me, and the ones that don't, well, we don't need them anyway. So at that point, do you just say, well, we can't raise for that much? So Do you have like be honest with them? I'm like, if you think somebody else can do a better job and get you over market 3000 a month, then, you know, then move on and I want what's best for you. That's what I always tell people because I truly
0: want what's best for them. Yeah, because it's also not a good situation to force them into working with you and renting out the property, you know, for a price they think is too low and they don't value the expertise you bring in. So it's just a win-win. Life's too short. Yeah, yeah. And so um, what were the things that kept you up at night? You know, during the last recession. And then are there things that keep you up at night now when there are so many talks about a new recession? Well, back
1: then, I had two newborn twins. I was like, they literally <laughs> were keeping you up at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, and bad too. And then worrying, yeah, I got to feed these kids. <laughs> you know, I got to keep my business going. Um, and now I've learned not to worry. I'm just, Yeah, the market's going to go down. Um, I've got to be a trusted advisor to my owners, but I'm not worried. It'll come back. I
2: mean, on a personal basis with our own real estate investments, we're not heavily leveraged anymore. So we kind of, um, you know, we're past that point. As a real estate investor, you go, you know, there's a cycle. When you first start out, you have lots of debt, right? And slowly over time, you're tenants help you pay off your mortgages and you then you get to a point where you're mostly debt free so so we're not worrying about that but we do worry about our our, our customers that we think are highly leveraged and so we're trying to warn them to you know if, if like we have a customer right now that is, is is very aggressive and he's making some very aggressive moves and we're telling him, Look, oh yeah, yeah. You know, we're, you know, we're not going to talk about him particularly, but you know, you may not want to do this investment right now because what if rents next year are here and here and here and uh, do you have enough cash to get through that? So it's.
0: I'm worried about him. Yeah. Yes. So are you are you giving you know these types of customers kind of like a best case, worst case scenario, and like how receptive are they? Because right when you're an investor, typically you kind of want to see things in a more positive note because like that's what I'm investing yeah how do so, um, I handle it. it 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 all
1: goes by the individual um the person that we were just thinking about is not listening and I keep telling him and I I'm just gonna keep telling him and we'll see what the future holds some um, oh he needs to be very conservative um some people listen some people don't mm-hmm. and you know if they
0: don't listen to me I can't help them mm-hmm. I do the best I can. Yeah. So the best thing to do is be an advisor and, well, you can't force them to do something. Um, and if it gets toxic, then you just, maybe it's better to part
1: ways. Yeah. You know, I always want what's best for them and I'll always leave on a good note. Um, but sometimes I can't help them. I don't
0: have a magic wand. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, or a crystal ball, right? <laughs> yes. I wish we all had one. And so if you knew then what you know now, would you have done anything differently? Anything you wish you would have done? No, I think um, when we sold our big investment
1: house, I had people calling me, yelling at me, saying I was selling it too cheap. They were
0: getting and I why to why would but... they why would they be calling you to complain that it was too cheap? Oh, oh because, because it affects got... their cops. Yes. Oh,
1: because I was affecting their comps. I'm like, oh no, I see it coming. And you know what? I'm selling this house. Okay. Yeah, it was very interesting. People will be like, you're at 20000 below market. And I'm like, you know what? Nobody else is getting this top dollar. They're just all active for months. I'm going to sell mine
0: now. And I'm so glad I did. You know, and it, I would just do the same thing again. Mm. That's really smart. Because like you saw it coming and you're like, technically I could sell it. For higher, but the other listings are on market for so long, so it tells you that's not the market price. When. But everyone else is just after maximizing, and so I cannot believe they would call you getting mad that you're selling too low. It's insane. I know, isn't it? Um, well, like, you <laughs> seem to have a you know a crystal ball, Marianne. I know you say you don't, but you seem to have it, you know, She's- built in your head. Well, thank you. It's just a
1: gut feeling. If you're in the business talking to people every day, you know, you have good insight
0: and you have a gut feeling, and just follow it. That's a good. That's a good piece of advice. I think some some people have a hard time trusting their gut because it feels kind of ambiguous. and it's like, where does the gut feel come from? right? Like, is it just because sometimes, too, gut feel feels like knee jerk. And then, you know, when you're dealing with, millions of dollars and big decisions like big assets for your retirement like making knee-jerk reactions would would make it seem like um irresponsible but I think to your point Marianne when you're in it your gut feel is influenced by everything you've taken in it's just being processed in your subconscious and that's what makes up your gut feel yeah everyone else yeah everyone else was just basing it off of data right which is Mm -hmm. what are the market comps but they're not taking into consideration all the other factors that may not be present in the data yeah
1: absolutely like the market's different now
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and so um i'm curious to know you you mentioned that you are not worrying right this time and you've learned not to worry based on experience last time Are there things, though, that you are putting in place to better protect your business for any, you know, just in case there's crazier stuff that would happen this time versus last time or something completely, you know, unexpected that would happen this time around? Um, Realtors should always invest
2: in
1: real estate because we own properties. And if something horrific happens, I could always sell a property and... (sighs) you know, every realtor should have several properties and use that for retirement or for worst case scenario or rainy day or real estate is a great investment. That's the most important thing any of us could do. And even
0: if you're not a realtor, I believe in real estate. So do you encourage your um, your team, your staff members to do the same? Oh, oh, yes.
1: And a couple of my people continue to buy properties. And I I'd encourage it. I think that's awesome. They have a tendency to want to flip them to make all that cash. That's okay. Um, if you've ever read Kiyosaki's, are you a rancher or a farmer? Rich dad, poor dad. dad. Um, you know, if you're a farmer, like I'm a farmer, I bought properties when I was very young and I just kept acquiring them and, and they feed me. Um, or a rancher would buy it, fix it up, and flip. Them. I thought that was a great analogy. So, uh, yeah. So, one one person in particular likes to be
0: a rancher, mm. but you'll buy them, fix them up, and flip them. Nothing wrong with that, just in different ways. Of- yeah, that's a really good uh, point to, to take too, because, um, you know, on the one hand, you're business owners, but you're a small business owner, so you care about your people, right? So, it's good to know that if something bad happens, you kind of cultured in their heads the idea of investing so you know if something happens to the economy they have the security of like being able to sell a property if things get really hard um and they're not just 100 percent relying on your business for their survival i feel like it's really that's a mm-hmm. an important piece too um, especially for small business owners, because it does weigh on you, right? That like the livelihoods of this many people are on my shoulders. And knowing that you've positioned them to have a backup plan or a nest egg kind of puts some of the pressure off. Or, like, I prepared them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah episode- I care about my people. I want to help them personally,
0: professionally, however I can. They're good people. And the best businesses do that. You know, they care about the people, and then you get back what you put out, right? Very mm-hmm. yeah. true. And so, um, I'm curious to know: Are you expecting to grow your business in the next couple of years, given you know, kind of like the warning signs that maybe the market is going to shift? Um, and if you are thinking of growing, like, do you have any um, idea by how much you're expecting to grow?
1: Well, we might have a difference of opinion. Me, I'm on cruise control. We always lose business because people move back in or military people come home, whatever. Um, I am not interested in having this huge business. I don't care about that. I just want to have fun when I go to work. I want to have fun with my people. I want to enjoy the people that are around me. So I and not as ambitious as I used to be when I was young. Now I'm not out to, you know, rule the world. I just want to keep my happy little spot. And so I don't know if that answers
2: it. That doesn't answer.
1: And and I can change my mind tomorrow, but I'm happy where I am, bottom line. Andrew, what do you think?
2: So so we have a a business plan, and, you know, we see that the real estate, you know, we have sales and we have property management. So we see the sales and they already have, Gone significantly down, going down. So we're replacing that by growing the property management side, and that's what we did when we went through the last recession. We the sales went down, so we grew the property management side. So you know we cranked up, we cranked up our marketing, and we and we hope to grow the company like an, by another twenty five percent in two thousand and twenty three. That's cruise control for Marianne, though. But yeah, so you
0: that. that
1: and, and it is, you know, the bone rings. I talk to people and we get the business. It, you
0: know, it's it's enjoyable for me. Yeah, I, I do want to know, like for, for listeners who may, who may not be familiar with Marianne, Marianne is a killer salesperson. Oh, I like see. one of the best out there. Like, well, we do your marketing. So we hear the phone calls and listening to your sales calls, Marianne, is like really inspiring. It's like, oh, this is how we do what we this is. This feels really good because we bring in the leads and then you're able to close them. You pick up right away. Like even when we're testing stuff, we do like a test call and then you just pick up immediately and we're like, oh, like I didn't have time to react like, oh, this is a test call. <laughs> but but yeah, I just I just wanted to um to acknowledge that. um and it's it's funny that Andrew was saying, yeah, we're expecting to grow by like, you know, double digits, but that's cruise control for Marianne because, you're so used to just like being on the phone and like getting back to people that to you, that's just your normal. So you're not planning to change it, but technically yeah. it's growth mode, but then just fun. That's great. And it, it's really good to know that, you know, despite the, the talks about like a slowdown, um, you are ramping up for growth. Um, and then it's also very insightful to kind of think about the overall business. Cause, some people separate like the real estate and the property management, but the way you look at it is like, well, if the market shifts, you know, sales um are likely to kind of be on the back burner. So we have to ramp up now so the property management can kind of carry the growth that we want. Yeah, absolutely.
1: If if we're not doing the sales, then I do need to make money in
0: property management. You know, we've gotta gotta keep it coming in. Yeah. And how often do you revisit your business plan? and make tweaks as the market changes. I check my lead, I check my numbers every month.
1: I look at how many we lost, how many I got, and I live by those numbers, but I forever. Uh,
2: every two weeks.
1: Andrew looks at some marketing plan because he's the big picture guy um, and tells me if, you know, what's going
2: on. Yeah. So yeah, we're reviewing our plan twice a month, so.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah, because most people, I think, review it much less than that. And so this allows you to really make tweaks as soon as you notice something changing, right? Because right. a plan is a plan, right? Execution is different. And if it's dependent on the market, then you need to adapt. That's one Absolutely. effort. Yeah. Any um kind of parting thoughts or any advice you can give our listeners who um, may be worried about you know a new recession coming up? Don't worry, just plan.
1: That's what I would tell people. Have a plan, but don't spend a lot of time worrying.
2: And invest in real estate. Absolutely. And there's going to be some deals coming up. I mean, the nice thing about a, a recession, there are some horrible things about a recession, but the nice thing is that all of a sudden that expensive real estate becomes less expensive. So if you can pull some money aside, when those bargains appear, you're going to get some good deals. So. Mm-hmm.
0: That's great advice. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for your time and your stories and your insight. Um, you know, looking forward to having you back on the show soon. Gracious to see you. Perfect. Thank you.
1: Bye.
0: That's a wrap on another episode of the Property Management Show brought to you by Four and Half Marketing Agency. Since 2012, we have dedicated ourselves to helping property managers get more owner leads and grow their businesses. Whether you need help with a website, SEO, online reputation, content, ads, we've got you covered. Visit 4 to get started on growth this year. That's F-O-U-R-A-N-D-H-A-L-F.com. And if you are loving this show as much as we do, feel free to share it to your friends and leaving us a rating or review on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to our show so that you help others find our show too. Stay tuned for more coming right up on the Property Management Show. See you next time.